10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. It's a special one. I'm recording it the day it will be out. Had a little late start, but hey, anything to make the podcast listeners happy. And today, we have a special guest, a returning guest, his second time on the podcast with a whole new topic. I'll let him introduce himself, or reintroduce himself right now, and tell us the topic we're doing. Hello, Mario. My name is Owen Schramm. It's so good to be back. This, um, we're doing it late. It's all my fault. We were supposed to do this last hey, night, but I had some If it's out on Tuesday, it don't matter. It don't matter. Okay, so today's topic is top 10 TV protagonists. I chose this one because as a television, radio, film major, I'm a big TV fan, even if Mario is not a big, big a fan as I me. I know. I was going to say a disclaimer. I don't watch a lot of TV. I do. So a lot. It's my a lot. list, I had to think outside the box, we'll say, because a lot of the well-known TV shows, either I've only seen part, so I don't have enough knowledge to put them on my list, or I just haven't seen it all. I'm sure it's going to be a great list. All right, but you are going to start us off. I am going to start us off. Oh, why am I so nervous? <laughs> I don't want to screw this up. Okay, at my number 10, we have Michael Scott from The Office. Now... At 10. Okay. At 10. This is like the only sitcom character I put on here. <laughs> oh. And that's why it's Michael Scott. He is probably my favorite sitcom character of all time. The Office is one of the first like shows I guess I watched through. It's nine seasons. It's long. I watched all that in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And back then, a lot of that humor kind of went over my head. But now as I rewatch those episodes, Michael Scott is just the funniest human alive in TV. Like he's he's just so out of pocket. No one likes him. But he just wants to fit in. I know. That's kind of the best part because Steve Carell plays him so expertly. He's so awkwardly funny. And he says all the wrong stuff all the time. And that's kind of what makes him great. And the show honestly died without him. Yeah. After season seven. They tried to replace him with Will Ferrell. I mean... Come on, what are we doing? Like here? Will Ferrell's funny, but I don't, Will Ferrell can't be like no, Michael Scott, you know. No. no one can be like Michael Scott. Literally, no one, because they can't even make those TV episodes anymore because they'd be canceled. Yeah, because some of it that would is, not fly. Yeah, some of that doesn't fly. <clears throat> All right, yeah. maybe we'll see Michael Scott on my list. <gasps> my number ten um, takes me back to my childhood days in school. Give me Bob the Tomato from Veggie Tales. Oh my god, I never watched Veggie Tales. <laughs> you know, kind of similar to Michael Scott. He just wanted to fit in. No, actually, <laughs> no. Veggie Tales. You know, we'd watch it in school if there was a substitute teacher, and um, Bob the Tomato was just a great narrator. He carried the show. Great name. And um, <laughs> it is a great name. And Veggie Tales, it, it taught you something. It was educational. You'd learn about history or science, or really whatever. And um, it made school entertaining. It made me want to learn more. And I, I just have to give kudos to Bob the Tomato for me that. Me with Miss Frizzle. Yeah, Miss Frizzle. She, she crazy. <laughs> but I have to go with Bobby, Bobby T. Great choice. Okay. <laughs> my number nine, we're also going back to my childhood and also my current life. 
because this was and remains one of my favorite shows. We got Mordecai and Rigby from regular show. I couldn't just pick Mordecai or Rigby. Oh, we had these are two different characters? These are two different characters. Is that but the blue bird? Yes. A giant six-foot-tall blue jay and a short brown raccoon. That's who we got. They're from regular show. One mm-hmm. of the greatest shows of all time, in my opinion. And you, I, I couldn't just pick Mordecai or Rigby, you know? They kind of they come in a pair. It's like Beavis and Butthead and Wallace and Gromit, Phineas and Ferb, SpongeBob and Patrick. I could go on. Mm-hmm. But Dynamic duo. For those of you who are not familiar with regular show, it's not regular at all. It's pretty pretty random stuff happens. It starts out with Mordecai and Rigby like wanting to, I don't know, buy a burrito, and then they end up in the realm of shag carpeting in the back of a 70s car, which is actually an episode that happened. Wait, is, the, is this like a show meant for kids? Or it's, yes, it... it's, a, it's a kid's show on Cartoon Network. Each episode is 10 minutes long. <laughs> what? It's it's great. The, the cast consists of Mordecai and Rigby, then a gumball machine, a Yeti, a ghost, a lollipop. It just... It's a great show, and it's actually based on a student film the creator made about two people on an acid trip, mm. which is why it's all so, so strange. But yeah, it's it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, and it's just something you can watch mindlessly. And Morde- there is no regular show without Mordecai and Rigby. They complement each other. I could talk for hours about these guys, but I'll let you have your time. I remember when we did the... When I asked like the ten questions after, and I asked your like TV show character you embody, you said Mordecai. That yeah, that's that's not something to brag about though. Mordecai uh. is kind of what we call a loser. Oh, I don't think you're a loser. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> no, Mordecai's a cool guy. He's just sick name. It is a sick name. So is Rigby. Mm, Mordecai's oh, better. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess mine's kind of similar. I just had one, but now I'm gonna add two because. They're not... You You have to put them together. Yeah. It's Phineas and Ferb. I knew that was going to be on there. And Number nine it seems kind of low. It is, but originally I just had Phineas, and low-key, sometimes Phineas annoys me. That's all I'm going to say. So that's why he was kind of low, lower on my list. But with Ferb, you know, Ferb's a quiet guy. You need a quiet guy because mm-hmm. Phineas does all the yapping. Damn. He doesn't even let Ferb talk. I know. But, um... You know, great creative minds reminds me of uh, me a little bit. Yeah, you built roller coasters. I, I didn't build roller coasters, but, you know, I'd always try to keep myself occupied um, by thinking of crazy things to do. And um, maybe I wouldn't physically be able to do them like Phineas and Ferb, but I, it still crossed you my mind. You got a creative mind. Yeah. Just like our boys. Our boys, Phineas and Ferb, um, not the best pet owners you know they lose their platypus every day they also have a platypus it's kind of kind of a wild pet i'm sure he doesn't fit in the environment of danville he belongs in australia hey agent p he's a different kind of platypus he's built different he's built different but um i think everyone knows phineas and ferb is like my favorite show ever i think i've put something Phineas and Ferb related in like half of my podcast that can include them. I've put them on there. So Phineas and Ferb, I guess, in the nine spot for me. Awesome. Okay. My number number eight. eight. I haven't actually finished this show yet. I just want to preface. I'm only on season two, but this character is Carmen Berzato from The Bear. Carmi. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm still in the middle of season two. I just started the show. But I think Carmi is just a great character because he's kind of just like a broken dude. We pick up on his story at a very low point in his life. And I feel like that's... We see that a lot. I, I was going to say we don't see that a lot in TV, but we kind of do. But Carmi's just like a very raw, open character. Like, we got a lot of scenes of him in therapy going over his issues. Mm-hmm. So he's just very human, very easy, like, to relate to, to see on a human level. Same with pretty much every character in that show. Also, I love cooking. I love... Well, I don't... I'm terrible at cooking. <laughs> I love watching. I love eating. Yes, I love eating. <laughs> I love watching, like... Shows about cooking movies. The movie Chef about cooking. Great movie. Oh, yeah. And though, John Favreau. Yeah. 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 Carmi's just a great character to watch. He doesn't have fun cooking. That's the best part. It's But like, he's, I mean, you got to take it seriously because he's one of the best ever, but he had to work to get there. He's you know? the bear. He is the He's bear. the bear. I like how he burns one like every episode. Steps outside, lights up a cig. Got those tats. I love What I like a cool tats. Italian man. Yeah. Short Carmen Berzato too. Great name. I am also not finished yet. I have two episodes left. Um, the episodes six and seven of season two, so good. Wait, what episode are you? I on? don't even. I forget what I just watched. Something. Richie was being a little. <laughs> That's a little like, boob, like, like always. Every. Oh, episode. they they just like found mold. That's what happened. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then Marcus called the mold people. Richie was being a little. Richie's always a little annoying, but that's fine. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, all right, my number eight also takes me back to my childhood. Also animated. I promise, it's not just all animated. I have Popeye the Sailor oh, Man. Oh, good choice. Um, apparently, I've been saying it wrong too. I used to, I used to, I would just say Popeye, and everyone Popeye? would yell Why at would you me because that? that's what I thought it was. But it's Popeye. Like I called okay. Pop Popeye's or Popeye's chicken Popeye's chicken. <laughs> That's a crazy mistake. I've never heard that. I know. Before. Anyways, I would always watch my my dad. He showed me Popeye, um, because he would watch it, and um, it's another cartoon that you know teaches you a lesson: eat your spinach, and you'll get big muscles. That's all I learned from Popeye. Actually, that is all I learned. And then he saved uh, olive oil. But, crazy um, name. Yeah, but Popeye, he's an iconic character. I think. He is. Um, his muscles are weirdly oh, he's got wild forearms it's like it's yeah it's not even at the bicep it's here is where, that's where the spinach goes yeah so um if you want your arms to look like that eat spinach but popeye kind of a little nostalgic pick for me at what what is that eight okay <clears throat> number seven we have the mandalorian Din Djarin. I know you're not a Star Wars fan, Mario, so you can't relate, but... Rip Carl Weathers. Yeah, I know. Grief Karga. Oh. So sad. Okay, so he wasn't the lead. Carl Weathers? I don't know. No, he was not the lead. He was a recurring character. The Mandalorian's yeah. the lead. I thought there were many Mandalorians. There are, but this is the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Oh, okay. The Mandalorian. Okay. And this was, so this was like the first live action Star Wars TV show. I haven't really even seen any of the other Star Wars TV shows, so this is kind of all I really have to relate to. But, you know, he's just an iconic character. He became iconic so fast. He's got the Mandalorian costume. Sick look. He's got the helmet at all times. You know, there's no one like him. 
There's no one like Aren't him. Aren't there a lot of Mandalorians? You know what I mean. He <laughs> is the title character. And he's got Baby Yoda, a great sidekick. Aren't there many Baby Yodas? You're killing me. No, there's actually not. There's only just the one Baby Yoda, oh. as far as we know. But, yeah. I mean, the shows, if we're being completely honest, it's not that great. Really? It's fine. Like, it's fun to watch. Because, like, every episode is basically just a side quest. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's fun about it. The Mandalorian goes, does something badass, flies away in his jetpack. You get to hear that amazing Pedro Pascal voice, and he goes on about his day. He's got a lot of fun friends, too, like Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, they made a whole show about Boba Fett, too. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Where does this show fit into the timeline of Star Wars, or does it not, it's really? It's eight years after Return of the Jedi, which is the sixth Star Wars movie. So it's like so. before, a lot, a long time before The Force Awakens, which is the first sequel movie. So we do get a Luke Skywalker cameo in that in this show. Okay. That's kind of what also makes it great, because it kind of just ties together a bunch of random stuff from the Star Wars universe. I like when shows dude. do that. Like, yeah. it answers questions. It's getting a little old. Season 3, The Mandalorian was pretty mid, but... They're still making a, more? Oh, yeah. They're making a movie now. Oh, really? Yeah, but just as a character, the Mandalorian, iconic. Yeah. That got so much hype when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, my seven. I have Jessica Day for New Girl. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You called it out. But um, I love New Girl. I think You finished it, right? I love New Girl. Yeah, it's good. And a lot of people low-key hate on Jess. Oh, I hate on Jess, too. She's very annoying. Well, my least favorite character, actually. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm a I'm a Schmidt fan. You would. I'm a Winston fan. Youds. <laughs> okay, but just like, she's so weird, but oh, yeah. that's what makes it funny. How weird she is. They're all weird though. I know, but Jess she... is the most annoying weird. What makes you say that? Because Nick's weird. Because he's just like stupid. And he doesn't like try. Man, baby, he doesn't try. Schmidt is just a loud mouth, and he's very annoying. That's kind of his. It's kind of his whole thing with the. Yeah, wait. Schmidt is the also jar, the annoying. Jar. Winston, I'm actually not a huge fan of Winston. If I have to be completely honest, I feel like I really. I feel Winston. like since he came in kind of late, his character didn't really. He came in I, like yeah, one episode. Yeah, he, he wasn't really an established. Like his his personality was not established at the beginning, and I feel like they took a while to ease into it. Yeah, which I that's my complaint. I don't know. I, Jess reminds me a little bit of my high school drama teacher. <laughs> so that wow, could be, you're uh, just throwing her under. What if she's listening? She's not. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, I was going to say, Jess reminds me of a combination of both my sisters. Interesting. Because Jess is like a, a teacher, and my oldest sister is a teacher, and Jess like really cares about our students, and my oldest sister is like that. And then Jess's, like, really weird side is my other sister, mm-hmm. <laughs> who just, like, bursts out singing every time, or just sings everything, and I don't know. I just, it reminds me of my sisters a lot, so I feel like I had to put it. So you basically are saying you hate my sisters. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, I love Jess Day. Great character. Well, hey, New Girl isn't the same without her. No, she's the title character. Exactly. She is the new girl, except she stopped being new about a season in, but that's okay. So Old girl. <laughs> that's Yeah, they changed the name. But, um, yeah, I put Jessica Day even. If a lot of people think she's annoying, she is number seven on my list. Nice. 
You. Yeah, we had a whole long sidebar there about all the other characters. <laughs> yeah, we barely even talked about Jess. I know. Six. Six. Oh, okay. Cease. Six. We are back with Pedro Pascal again. We have Joel Miller from The Last of Us. You love this show. I okay. Wait, number six. I thought this would be higher. The only reason he's so low is because this is a pretty new show that only has one season. Oh. And yeah, like I mean, he was established as a character in the video game initially, mm-hmm. which I I've been a fan of the video game for years. And I, I play it every summer, every single summer. I play the game six times. Like but, you replay? Or... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. So you just do the same thing? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so the casting of Pedro Pascal in this role, I thought was fantastic because he's a versatile guy. Plus, it, his role is very similar to the Mandalorian. Just like a stoic dude who's got a child sidekick. I'm going on all these side quests. But similar to Carmi, he's a very flawed dude. He's got a lot of trauma in his life. At the beginning of the show, his daughter dies. Then the zombie apocalypse Spoiler. happens. It's the very first episode, bud. And yeah, so he like the apocalypse like shapes him into this this guy, the survivor. And what we see in the show, what we don't see in the game, is he's got like a lot of anxiety and has a lot of panic attacks. And yeah, it's a it's a slow burn like his character arc, but I won't go I won't spoil anything. But we see it all unfurl and him become like kind of going back to the the guy he once was, like a father figure. Because isn't that other girl? Kinda, kinda? Yeah, he kind of just heals, and I think it's a he's just a great character, a great lead. You Can't are? wait for season two. When does that come out? Oh, a long time probably. Oh, did season one just end? Yeah, but then they have the writer. Well, no, it ended. Oh, up, but then they have the writer yeah. strike and all that. They're still casting. They just cast Catherine O'Hara in season two. Who's that? Moira Rose, oh, Kevin's mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's some music Listeners, playing. Listeners, do you hear that music? <laughs> oh no, copyright. Mario's on Ox. <laughs> okay, my six. Back to animation. My last animated one. Give me SpongeBob. Of course. Um, low key wasn't a big SpongeBob kid. I wasn't either. Like. I, I hear kids that say, oh, my parents didn't let me watch Spongebob. Like, it was never like that. Like, yeah. I don't think Spongebob's bad in any way. But I don't know. I just never really watched it. I was more of a Disney Channel kid uh, per se. Per but se. I would say Spongebob low-key relates to Michael Scott a little bit. I feel like he just wants I, to. I feel like Spongebob is way less self-aware than Michael Scott. Well, yeah. But, like, I feel like he just wants to be liked I feel like he doesn't yeah but I feel like he doesn't even notice when he's not liked he doesn't care Spongebob just is (laughs) he is just he has no character development because he's just I don't even know like uh, like the last episode how did it end oh I have no idea I don't know but I think I don't know I don't have a lot to say about Spongebob you don't need a lot to say about Spongebob I just think he's he's there he Got a great voice, great laugh. Annoying, but great it? laugh. Did you do it? I'm going to try, but is that good? <laughs> no, I don't think I can. Let me try. <laughs> that was good. Let me try. I can't do it. That was good. I tried. Gary. Gary. Um, Saw SpongeBob the musical on Broadway. With that one dude who's dating Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, SpongeBob's dating Ariana Grande. But, um... 
He he cared. SpongeBob cared. Even if he was annoying, he did care. And that's what I'm going to leave. Great house. Great house. Pineapple. Under the sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Iconic. All right. Yeah. There's our six. Literally didn't even say anything about him, but nothing needs to be said. Five. Five? Five. Okay. This is where I start getting really passionate about these characters. I could talk for a long time about my final five, but I'll, I'll try not to because we're already 20 minutes in. You can do okay. whatever you want. Number five, the goat Avatar Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. I've been re-watching this show recently, and I, for- I forgot how good it was. Because Aang is a child. He's 112 <laughs> years old, but he's what? still a child. The whole thing, he was stuck in an okay, ice I gotta for 100 watch it. I gotta watch it. It's a good show, but... So, for those of who don't know, like you, the overarching <laughs> plot of Avatar is Aang is the last airbender, and he has to master all four elements, air, fire, water, earth, in order to defeat the Fire Lord, who's like trying to take over the world. Played by Mark Hamill, the Fire Lord. The voice of Mark Hamill, right? Yes. Daniel Day Kim will play him in the live action. Very excited to see that. They're, they're having a live action. Yeah. But anyway. Anyways. So, Aang, poor guy, his whole people got killed off. Genocide against the airbenders in the hundred years. This is all episode one. This is all episode okay, one. Okay, okay. In the hundred years he was gone, his entire people died, but... Well, makes sense. Yeah, he's the last airbender. Uh, um, yeah, they killed him off because, you know, the airbender was but It's also avatar. been a hundred years. I won't explain all the lore, but um, Aang is still just a very happy kid. He's kind of like you. When, we, when yeah, I did the here. character quiz, I got him. He, he always is having a good time. He's having fun. He can be serious when he needs to. But they don't shy away from kind of making him a flawed character either. Like, he's obviously still a kid. He's got a lot to learn. And he has a huge responsibility on his shoulders. And throughout the whole show, they're building him up to face this responsibility and, like, face his destiny. But, you know, he's still a kid at heart. And he's the only kid on my list. But he's you know, he's got a big heart. Um, would you say... Have you seen Austin Powers? I have. Is it like when they freeze him, kind of? I don't even remember. No. Okay. <laughs> Aang ran away from home and got frozen in an iceberg or something. On purpose? Know. No, he was in the Avatar state. I won't. <laughs> I won't go. Okay. Nerd out about. Maybe it. I'll just watch it. Yeah, maybe watch it because it's I'm really good. I'm not a TV good. guy. Okay. My five. I don't think there is a main character in this show, but I just kind of said that he was. Okay. It's. Phil Dunphy oh, from Modern God. Family. I on my list. Like, I mean, would you say there is a main character? Maybe it's like Claire, Claire. or Jay, I mean, or because uh, they're the. Te- ones I guess it would be Jay for. Like, technically, because they're the ones that. I, I feel like Phil's the most iconic. But Phil is so iconic. Literally, he is my dad. He's so funny. So funny, out of pocket, but he's like the best dad. Got some great quotes. Great quotes. He. How much he loves his, all his kids, especially his daughters. But he also loves Luke. Like he's like Luke's brother. Yeah. But like I remember the, when Haley goes to college, mm-hmm. and like philosophies. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, the book, and then she like reads it, and they call, and then he like chases after her in the elevator and everything. He's just a great dad, and he's so funny. He's got a lot of, um, philosophical quotes. Well, what he thinks are philosophical. Great eyebrows. 
That's what you think of? He does. He is a great real estate um, agent. Uh, Gilthorpe is better. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, just reminds me of my dad, and he's so funny. I should have put Phil on I love Ty Burrell. Yeah, he's funny. We had a... Um, we had this like secret room in our house. It wasn't really a secret room. It was just like between my two sisters' rooms, and it was like a we would have cool stuff in there. And we had a pillow, and then it had a pillow case, oh, and it had like his real estate number on it. And I just remember that. Okay. All right. What are we on four? four. Okay. <laughs> my number four. I just finished this show a few weeks ago. It's now one of my all-time favorites. Number four, we have Kendall Logan Roy from Succession. And it's kind of, it's similar that there's, in the show there's not really like a main character, but it, it is Kendall. Kendall's the main character. If you watch the whole show, you know. Like the, we were talking about this earlier, yeah. but the overarching plot is that their, their dad, Kendall and his siblings' dad, owns a giant media conglomerate. He's the CEO. They're all billionaires. And he's supposed to leave the company to Kendall in the first episode. But then he's like, no, never mind. We're going to rethink this. So the whole show is just about who, who's going to get it. Like, there's a lot that happens in between, you know. that That's not really a – that's, like, off to the side. But yeah, Kendall is like, is like Sisyphus. He rolls up the boulder and then it always just comes down. Kendall is destined to fail. He has so many wins in the show, but then he always just loses in the end. He's such a well-written character. Played so expertly by Jeremy Strong. He's a method actor. And Brian Cox was not a fan of that on the show. But anyway, yeah. There's just so many, like... He's just so well written. There's this motif of water around Kendall that I don't want to, like, go into too much detail. Because there's a lot of spoilers with that. But water is, like, relates to his dad and the company. Like, it saves him from trouble times. It almost destroys him. And at certain points, he can't even he can't even get to it, because Kendall is never really in control. Kendall and all Kendall and all his siblings they think they have some form of control, but in the end, they're just playing in their dad's office. You know, they're not. It's hard to yeah, explain. It's, it's I can't really explain anything You're trying without to. spoiling or, yeah. or like talking forever. But Kendall Roy is. He's not even a good person. He's kind of a horrible person. Oh. They're all kind of horrible people. Yeah. But we still root for Kendall because he's the eldest boy. He's our number one boy. He's who we're supposed to root for, but he will never succeed. Yeah. It also it swept the Golden Globes. So I was I wanted to read yeah. about like he didn't even win the Emmy. About. Who did? Kieran Culkin, but he deserved it too. Who is also in that show? He was his brother Roman Roy, another great character. Yeah. Okay, my four. You already said it. Carmi. Carmi. The bear. I, I think when I finish the show, or at least season two, he will be higher on the list. But I, I it didn't feel fair. Yeah, I could but it's just it's a great show. It honestly is like climbing up the ropes to be one of my favorites. I I love really? this show so much. That's the beginning of season 1 was a little slow in my opinion, but it's Season yeah. 2 it picks up and you yeah, really get to know like the individual characters. Like they set aside Yeah, they've one already show started for, yeah, doing yeah. that. And I, I like that a lot. I like that. But like you said Carmi, he's definitely struggling, but I mean, he's this amazing chef and mm-hmm. he wants to take over for his brother and you know, make the restaurant that 
you know, he wanted to when he was younger, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, it gets intense. He gets intense. Kyrie. Oh, he does. The, Did you see the seven? scene? Why are you? I can't, I can't swear. Yeah. But, like, he. Every, I think people. Carmi goes. Carmi goes ape. Get my expo. Or yeah. whatever. But, um, this, it's Jeremy Allen White's year. Oh, the Iron Claw. Iron Claw. Great movie. Um, I never watched. I watched some of Shameless, Couldn't but I think I was. When I started, I was too young. I haven't seen anything with Jeremy until literally a month ago. Yeah, but he's a great actor, short king. Short king. And um, ripped. You, you really root for Carmi. Yeah, he's yeah. ripped too. You do root for Carmi. I just want him to succeed. Yeah, that's, that's how you feel about Kendall Roy, but it doesn't go the same way. Yeah. Well, in the bear, it doesn't really either. I mean, I feel like every episode, yeah. it's like something's wrong. I know. That's true. So, yeah. Great show. <laughs> But now our top three, the number bronze medal. Three. Okay, this this could have been my number one, but it's he's not. And number three, say my name, Walter oh, White. White Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. Walter White is definitely one of the most unique characters in TV because he's in like actual villain. He has kind of a reverse character arc where he goes from this. Like, good, innocent guy who, like, wouldn't hurt a fly to a stone-cold killer. Just, like, a a madman. One obsessed with power and getting money. It's... Have you seen Breaking Bad? Uh, the first three episodes. Okay, so, yeah, so you know he gets cancer and tries to yeah. sell meth to get, you know, to get his family money. Yeah. And that, he just... What, what What's the phrase I'm looking for? Like... He gets like sucked in. He he loses himself in this craft he's creating because he's a chemist. He's really good at making meth, and it just consumes him until his moral compass just disappears. He's a weak a weak guy who finds power and clings on to it for dear life and just becomes all the worse for it. But you still root for him because he's the main character, and. We we see everything from like his point of view. We see him wanting to su- succeed, so we see him. So we want to. We want him to succeed too, you know. And in, in the end, he tries to find some form of redemption for himself. But it's too late. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Too I late in it. some eyes, but maybe not his. In his own eyes, I think. I think he can forgive himself. Maybe everyone else can't. Okay. Yeah, he's a. Great, great character. You Brian Cranston. Didn't you say okay. the first three episodes are the worst three? They definitely are. Yeah. Because that's when this I is stop, like the that's one when I show. Stopped watching. It only gets better. Like the last couple episodes of the show are some of the best TV I've ever really? seen. I know. I gotta watch it at some you point. Have to. It's not very long either. It's only five seasons. Yeah, but each episode's. You get sucked in. I know. I gotta. I got it. Jesse Pinkman's a great character too. Yeah. All right, my three. My last three are all from. Like, comedy sitcoms. Okay. I have, from Parks and Rec, Leslie Nope. Oh, good one. Um, I personally think Parks and Rec is funnier than The Office. Hot take. I'm not going to disagree. It, you know, they're, they're similar and different. And Leslie Nope is supposed to be like the Michael Scott, but she's more likable in terms of what the characters think like michael scott is a likable character but within his show people don't enjoy him yeah leslie nope is she's she, she's so positive 
she loves her job like too much where she wants to just do everything she wants to help everyone no matter how small they are no matter what the little issue is she wants to help them and um she's a very giving person and um she just makes the show easy to watch and i don't know she's a, she's a great lead amy character hilarious. and amy poehler is hilarious so funny she grew up two towns over for me really mm-hmm. burlington mass Oh, does, is there a sign that says, like, no, home of Amy I Poehler? I just know that she did grow up nearby. Yeah, that's cool. But, um, yeah, Parks and Rec is like a comfort show for me. I can put on any episode, and I know I I'll be laughing. I think it has overall better characters in The Office. Like, I, think I, think, you, I feel like you like every character in Parks and Rec, and that's not the case with The Office. Yeah, and I feel like The Office, there are some characters that are bland, and they yeah. don't, like, you don't get to know them that much. Like whereas Ryan, eh. Ryan's fine. Oh, I I like Ryan, really? but I feel like, like I don't. Know, I've never been a fan of Angela, or I feel like towards the end you become a fan of Angela. I don't know, but like and like Creed, we he's Creed funny, fun. but you don't know a lot about him, which is I guess adds. I guess to you do it. know a lot more about everyone in Parks and Rec. Yeah, so I guess I enjoy that part more. All right. All right. Dose number two. Okay, at number two we have. Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, King in the North, Dragon Rider. He's this is another thing where maybe he's not the main character. Like he was kind of he's kind of written that way. Who would like, be the main? Daenerys character? Targaryen, Ned Stark. There's a lot of characters that like take leading roles, but Jon Snow came from nothing. He was he's supposedly the bastard son of Ned Stark, so he's not even. Like, he's raised with his half-siblings, but, like, he's always been an outcast. Even his pet wolf is an albino wolf, but it's the best wolf, Ghost. Mm -hmm. But he's, he went through hell and back. He literally went to hell and back, and nothing ever brought him down. He, he had the most hardships in Game of Thrones, without a doubt, but he's always maintained his moral compass. He's... He's kind of like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. I know you've never seen never that. Never seen but that either. He's just like the hero. Like, you can cut him down as many times as you want, but he's always going to come back. And unfortunately, they they kind of ruined his arc at the end because the writers suck. I won't spoil how it ends, but he he didn't get what he deserved. He didn't get what they were building him up to get. But... Yeah, I wish Kit Harrington would get more roles because he's phenomenal. He's kind of a short king. He's like five seven or something. But yeah, I can't I can't say a lot about Game of Thrones without spoiling. He, he's just iconic. He's got great hair. He's got a cool Valyrian steel sword named Longclaw that's got a little wolf on the bottom of it. He fights the White Walkers. He he goes from bastard son of the Warden of the North to Lord Commander of the Night's Watch to King of the North. He's got all these titles that is unprecedented for a guy like him. But he's also, maybe his heritage isn't all that it seems. You may see that in the show. Maybe he does deserve what's coming to him. I don't understand. I know, you uh, you don't understand. I'm just smiling and nodding. I'm trying to be be ambiguous about it, but... Okay. My two also have been said. Michael Scott. So funny. You kind of covered it all. He just wants people to like him, and um, 
it's not the case. And he, he cares so much about people too. But um, he doesn't receive the same amount of care that he um, gives forward. But it is a great show. I like Loki never actually finished it, which is kind of bad. The I, Office? I kind of just watched Where'd random. I didn't watch it in oh, really? chronological order. I just kind of play episodes. But um, I love the like whenever he looks at the camera it's all he's always in trouble he's like oh yeah. shit <laughs> i love that i just think that's like because other people look at the Steve camera Brown. such a funny guy in different senses like whereas jim looks when like he's like the straight guy where he's like what is going on but michael always looks at the camera whenever he knows he he messed up he and, always I, messes and up. he always messes up um <laughs> he's just he's so funny steve carell so I'm trying funny. to think of quotes of it. There's just so many. There's so many. I look he watched the comedy bites more than the actual show. It's just like the funny moments. Because I don't have the attention span to watch. Shows. I love the part where he like get they get a package. He's like, Erin, scissor me. And then he, she just throws the scissors and he just catches them. Yeah. Like in midair. I think that, was, that wasn't like scripted. Some dangerous improv. Yeah. I, I guess the one scene that just stands out to me is when he hits Meredith with oh, his so car, funny. and then he's telling everyone, he's like... The run for Raimi. Meredith. Right? Oh, yeah, that one's And then too. he eats all the fettuccine yeah. Alfredo right before the Carbo race. Love. Oh, he's so funny. He's just so funny. And he is not, I guess, I mean, second best TV protagonist in my list. But you're number one. I don't know what you're going to... Should my I know? number one. What? Should I know what you're going to say? Maybe. My number one is from one of my favorite shows of all time. Rick Grimes from The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, yeah, you do love The Walking I'm a Dead. big, big Walking Dead fan. And uh, I read the comics, too. And I just, I think the show is just so good. Andrew Lincoln plays Rick Grimes. And he's, it's kind of like Joel in The Last of Us in that, you know, it's the zombie apocalypse. And he's got a... Yeah learn to adapt he's rick Grimes starts out as a as a sheriff in kentucky i think and then he gets shot and then he's in a coma and then when he wakes up the zombies have taken over he's got to go find his family and try to survive and he's pretty much just the goat he's also like john snow in that he's just kind of unbeatable like he's get he gets beaten down a bunch of times and always comes back i mean it gets a little tedious after a while the show went on a little how long. many se- aren't there a lot of seasons well, here's the thing. There's 11 seasons of the show. Oh in season nine, Andrew Lincoln got a little tired of the show, so the extra quit. Who's Andrew Lincoln? Rick Grimes. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so he just... So they... They, they killed they, him they, off. They didn't kill him off, actually. They wrote him off. And now, in about two weeks, his spinoff show is coming out because he wanted to come back. I'm not too confident in that being good because, you know... Is it about, like, where he went? It's about where he went off? and his... His wife is trying to find him. His wife, Michonne, is also a great character. But not the main character, so I couldn't put her in this list. But, yeah, it's about just what happened. The show's about what happened to him after he got kidnapped in season nine. Because everyone thinks he's dead in the yeah. show, but he's not. But he's got, like, a signature look. He's got what they call the murder jacket, which is just... he's just, This is jacket. Because in season five, he went a little crazy. He had this axe. It was just kind of, like... The Terminator, just like killing everyone. 
he had a lot of arcs in this show, which which is a, one of the reasons he's one of my favorite characters because he he it's like he has his ups and downs. A lot of people he's close to dies. A lot of people he's very close to dies, which defeats him, and then he comes back. He he learns a lot. He's he goes with the flow, and he's unkillable. You cannot kill Rick Grimes. He's just the iconic zombie TV show character slash just TV character. Yeah. All right. Can't beat him. Can't beat him. My one is from a show I watched, binge for the first time last year, um, played by Andy Samberg. Jake oh, okay. Feralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. One of my favorite shows now Never of all time. It. Really? I think you would like it. I don't know. Seems a little cheesy for my taste. Cheesy? Huh. Seems like Parks and Rec, but with cops. Yeah, so? <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But Jake Peralta. I do like Andy Samberg. I love Andy Samberg. He's so funny. Um, he's just, like in the show, he's literally a kid at heart still. He never grew up. But he's Great quality in a police officer. Yeah, but he is like this amazing detective. But he's just so annoying in, in how he figures it out. But he's always right. And um, I don't know. I just love that show so much. But he, he has an arc, too, where um, with he, – because he's super immature in the first – I mean, well, first couple of seasons. And then the captain, Raymond Holt, who actually – the actor just died. Rest in peace. Andre Bugar or something? I don't know. You would know him if you saw him. Well, I, I know who he is. Oh, I don't know his name. Yeah, I think that's his name. He just died. But, I mean, Jake Peralta didn't have um, the best childhood. Like, his dad left. So, he didn't really have that father figure. So, the captain was kind of his father figure. Adorable. And, um, you know, he he taught him lessons and matured but still stayed you know fun but he he did have to take his job a little more seriously and um i love that show it's funny the last season is a little woke because it happened you know oh yeah that makes sense in 2020 with the cops thing and it's hard to write you know when people are a lot of people are against i'm sure the police uh when it came out but i guess that kind of it was still good. It just lost some of its humor. Too political for Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Too political. But um, I don't know. I love Jake Peralta. Uh, I hope I... He was in New Girl. <laughs> yeah, there was a crossover episode, which when I watched the New Girl episode, I hadn't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm like, what is Andy Samberg doing? I, I, knew, I knew it was supposed to be him, but yeah. that was funny. So, Yeah. This is a great episode. I'm sorry I don't watch a lot of TV, but Owen got me covered with that. That's some great picks. Maybe you'll be on a third time with movie protagonists. Perhaps. Maybe if you guys want it, we'll give it to you. But um, thank you, Owen, for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Goodbye.